Welcome and welcome back to the Geek Visions Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to the big three of visual media, that being film, video games, and television. I am your host, as always, Hoover. And this, this is part two of our Black Pioneers uh, series, I guess, <laughs> um, for our Black History Month-centric episodes. Uh, in part one, I covered some individuals who... Um, I admire and respect in the entertainment industry. That was uh, Robert Townsend, the uh, actor, comic, director, writer, and producer. Um, Chandra Rhimes, the TV showrunner. Um, covered some uh, voice actors, that being Phil Lamar, Cree Summer, and Kevin Michael Richardson. And of course, the uh, one of the all-time great stand-up comics, Richard Pryor. So part two, we've got some more individuals um, of whom I dare very much admire and respect so uh, if you didn't see part one please go back and listen to that one so you can see how to talk about those and then come back here and finish up for part two and if you've watched part one already then hey let's just go right into part two you kind of already know how this one goes what the people are so let's go and just jump right into the field and let's start with our very first person here uh now this is another person where i may not be that familiar with her work but um but for me, it's it's the way she went about it and her rise that makes me kind of look at her and become a fan of just her individually. And that person is Issa Rae. Now, I actually didn't know this for a while, but uh, I learned that she actually started when she started making shorts on YouTube. Uh, her YouTube series in uh, Awkward Black Girl was actually the 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 thing that really kind of got her started in the in the industry. Um, and then from there, once her series really kind of started to take off in like the, uh, the early 2010s or so, um, she actually teamed up with Pharrell and they made another YouTube channel. And from that platform, she used that channel and even her own channel to really put more African American creatives on. She put more people on her series. They really made it a focus for their joint YouTube series. But yeah, just the fact that she used her platform to really kind of put other, uh, work with other african-american creators and put them on and then of course she was launched into whole new heights kind of the heights we see her in now with the hbo series insecure which uh just wrapped up that's uh the series uh, the final season just wrapped up not too long ago and uh she also has just created her own production studio which she inked a five-year deal with with warner media so for Issa Rae, for me, it's just once again, just the the whole concept of she just she just started doing something, <laughs> which, like I said, it's kind of like a kind of a, a, a lame thing to do. But like, seriously, just deciding that's just doing something and continuously doing that are like the hardest things to actually start doing. Like even when I made this podcast, I just kind of made out the blue. And it's like, yeah, that first one is really easy because it's just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to do this. But then it's like continuously doing it and finding out more things to add on to it. So for her, it was just the fact that she just went out and did something. And now it's just kind of led to all of this. And then um, 
she had this i can't even like remember it too much but i remember passing something it was a very passing manner so i don't even remember the full thing where she talked about like self-doubt and that was something that really kind of stuck with me uh because she talked about how you know she was her own biggest critic and she was always in her head about not being able to do something and kind of how she always kind of held herself back and you know and she kind of just looked all past that and like i said she actually just went out and did something and that really kind of stuck with me because like for me that's always like the biggest thing of like you're always on yourself about like believing things you know won't work out or you know it's taking too long to really do something and you know she just talked about how like you know everybody's story is their own and it's just it takes as long as it's gonna have to take and you know things may not happen as quick as you think but you know as long as you just stick to it it's gonna happen so that really kind of stuck with me for her and yeah and she just turned she just turns just this this youtube channel that she just started doing and now she's like one of the big she one of the most like in-demand actresses in hollywood uh insecure won a ton of awards brought her a ton of recognition and like i said her own production company she has a five-year deal with warner media so it all just stemmed just from her just like yeah i'm just gonna just finally just start doing something and i'm just gonna stick with it and you know whatever happens happens you know something might work some things might not might not work out but just the fact that she just went out and did it and it's, it's just a it's just a great story for her and something like i said like everything on this list that i really look up to and admire her for doing and really kind of respect that all right so next up um <laughs> this is kind of kind of the opposite of how that one is but kind of in the same vein this one is somebody who i know quite a bit about their work but i'm very much not the biggest fan of said work and that person is tyler perry like man i remember when i first went into film school and I will talk about what I want to do. I was like, yeah, I want to be, I want to be like, I want to be a writer. I want to write stuff. I want to create stuff. And the top thing, <laughs> everybody who I would talk to would say, they were just like, oh, you want to be the next Tyler Perry, huh? And I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> it's just like, is that really the only person you know? Is that really the only person y'all know? Is this Tyler Perry as a writer? And like, again, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of his work, but he has found an audience. He has found a lane and has carved it out and filled it all in his own. And I respect that. You know, I kind of feel like sometimes it's a little, it's a little catering, but still he's found his niche. He's stuck with it. He's minded and he's become very successful from it. And like I said, I have to respect that. And I very much do respect that. Uh, he's one of the highest paid individuals in entertainment. He's actually entering the uh, the Black Music and Entertainment Walk of Fame uh, this year. And he also owns his own full production studio uh, which he uh, down in Atlanta, which he rents out to some of the biggest um, studios. Like they do like The Walking Dead does some stuff there. Marvel does a lot of stuff at his production studio. Um, he has a deal with, um, the own, the, uh, the Oprah network. Um, he's, you know, his production studios cranking out shows on the own network on BET has a lot of his own original content. He's, he's had like a show on like Nickelodeon now. And 
again, why not be might not be a fan of the work. I have to respect. I have to respect the hustle. The man has made a lane. He stuck with it, and he has become massively successful from it. And I do. I very much respect that. And his production studio is also um yet another platform where he helps out um you know other African American individuals. I believe like when he opened it, he op- you know it it kind of created a new space for some creatives in the Atlanta area to now want to uh to now be have something to uh to go to to get that experience and get some work in on there so huge respect for Tyler Perry you know like I said I've I've said it enough times here but yeah not a big fan of the work but I definitely definitely have immense respect for him um I also read that um he actually started writing because um somebody told him it was very um therapeutic for him so that's kind of how he he started like writing letters to himself and that's kind of how he started writing that's kind of how like his first screenplays got started and I've, i never really noticed that but there's definitely uh some truth in that writing can be very very therapeutic it allows you to kind of get some things out that you might not always be willing to talk about or maybe not or maybe can't even figure out how to work it out in amongst yourself so you just kind of start writing and kind of things just kind of come out that you kind of might not even notice about yourself so it, it is a very therapeutic experience but uh, yeah, Tyler Perry, immense respect for the man. He has done his thing and he's even, you know, even crossed over into acting for things that aren't even his own stuff. So uh, this next person. Um, so if you remember in part one, I kind of talked about how Robert Townsend was like a uh, like a quad threat, like a quadruple threat. Um. This next person is very much that. And I have a very, very interesting, like, hate and love relationship with this next person. Um, why do I have that relationship with them? Well, let me <laughs> let me explain this. Well, this guy was a stand-up comic, which is something I was always like, stand-up comedy, something I would be very interested in doing and trying. And he gave that up. He left all that behind. He stopped doing it. And I was like, why he went to be a writer for 30 rock which is one of the uh one of the biggest and most successful sit- comedy sitcoms that nbc's had recently he was a writer on that would love to have been a writer on 30 rock he stopped doing that he gave that up then he got a starring role in community uh one of the best cult shows ever one of the most underrated shows on tv i love that show he had a starring role on that and he left it. And if you didn't know by now, I'm talking, of course, of Donald Glover. Uh, besides all that, I am a huge fan of his, and I admire him very much. So um, it's just he, like when I was a when I was younger, back when all that stuff really started happening, I was like, dude, you're doing this. Why are you giving it up? You know, you you like you know, yeah, you're starting to make a big wave in stand-up comedy why are you stopping you know you got a nice role as a writer on 30 rock one of the most successful comedy sitcoms you know on tv right now why are you leaving you like you know you're one of the you're one of the main cast members on community you're one of the best characters on that show why are you leaving and yeah and then you know i just kind of realized that you know he's just a guy who's just he's he's doing what he wants which is 
such a dope thing. He just he he goes out, he does things, and once he feels like the time is right, he goes and he does something else. You know, he has a whole music career as the the as childish Gambino that he focused on. He is supposedly retired that now. So he's just doing things that he wants to do. And before he gets stuck in a I guess you could say before he gets stuck in a corner of just being labeled as that, he stops to go on to do something else and conquer that. So while he does things that I would love to be a part of, even if it's just that one thing, he still goes out and just does another thing. Like kind of like the Robert Townsend thing. Like I said, he just, you know, just why not be all that, you know, kind of, you know, what's what's stopping you from doing that? Yeah, I can do stand up comedy, but I want to write stuff, too. Like, yeah, I could be a writer for another show. And yeah, I can act, but I want to have my own stuff. And also, if you didn't know, um, his series Atlanta, as I say, one of the best shows on TV right now. Please go watch it. It's on Hulu. If you have Hulu, you can do that. Season three comes out this March. Super excited for that. But yes, Atlanta is one of the best shows on TV right now. Uh, he's a part of that. He's doing that. Uh, he's has a uh, a deal with uh, Amazon. So yes, while even even though he like when I was younger, I kind of questioned why he left these things. As I got older, you know. It's still it's still tremendous respect and admiration for the man. He just he does he goes out and conquers so many different avenues, whether it's it's music or it's acting or it's comedy or it's you know writing. He he just he does it all and he and he does it all to to a successfully high level. And man, yeah. Another person who I just just the respect and admiration for Donald Glover is just is just so high. You know, again, he just, you know, why be labeled as one thing when I can go out and do all this other stuff that I'd love to do and I could just go out and do that too. So tremendous respect and love for the man Donald Glover. Alright, so for our last person, um if you remember in part one, like I said, if you haven't watched part one, go back and listen to part one. I, you, you see how I, you see how I kind of had stuff touch back onto that to give you more incentive to go back and listen to it. You know, it's it's all in the plan. It's all the plan. That's all this is for. <laughs> but if you remember part one, I talked about the story of how I discovered the Richard Pryor show from these uh, bootleg ripped DVDs that my grandmother had. And I said the Richard Pryor show was on one of them. But there was another show on another one. Well, we're touching back on that one because that show was actually the sketch comedy show in living color. Um, now, the show was headed by Keaton Ivory Waynes. Uh, like I said, it was a sketch comedy show. This was back in like the 90s. So this was before like Mad TV. Um, it was during like one of the lower year one of like the more down times for saturday night live so this was a whole other sketch comedy show it was headed by keenan ivory waynes uh and it helped launch the careers of some of the more prolific uh comics record today the likes of tommy davidson david allen greer uh jamie fox it's where jennifer lopez first got some recognition of uh rosie perez with their with the fly girls um and of course this is also the stepping stone for one Jim Carrey. Uh, but not only that, it was also the launch pad for uh some of his siblings. It had Damon Wayne, 
Kim Waynes, and of course, Sean and Marlon Waynes. Um, and since this show, I've been like a fan of like the Waynes brothers and family, like ever since. Um, now, uh, before I, before I kind of, well, I guess we could just keep going here. Um, the Waynes family really had made like comedy a family business. Um, they've made some of the, the greatest, most underrated parody films to ever get made with I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, um, Don't Be a Menace, um, and then the scary and scary movie, the first two, just, just the first two. <laughs> uh, I mean, but even like some, they've been crossover into TV shows, sitcoms, um, the Wayne's Brothers, clearly, uh, My Wife and Kids, which I've been watching recently and did not appreciate the show for what it was when it first aired but i've been like watching reruns now and this show really had something like it is extremely funny it really had something that i never noticed until just recently and kind of all this just stemmed from just the amazing show that was in living color i mean if you've never seen in living color uh, man, I wish I would advise you to go out and check it out. Um, just the, it was just such a funny series, and um, it was really one of the first comedy shows I watched that really kind of had more of a urban sort of flavor to it. You know, like Mad TV and 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 Saturday Night Live or any other kind of comedy shows that really were on back when it was on really didn't have that real urban flavor to it. And, you know, kind of doing this, uh, looking up stuff for this, for this edition of the podcast, I learned that, um, that was really kind of a, um, a big, um, point of contention with Keenan and the heads at NBC, which is where the show aired because in living color really kind of showed more of the, uh, I guess you could say more of like a, a dirty kind of black sort of uh, things to poke fun at in terms of like a, in terms of like a black specific thing um, as opposed to like the Cosby show, which was like the biggest thing on TV back then that really kind of showed more of like a clean cut family friendly type of uh, thing. Even we look back like the Fresh Prince, you know, they were all kind of more cleaner cut family oriented comedy, but in living color just kind of, took things more in like a more explicit, you know, kind of really kind of pushing more like racial things for the show, which was acted as like a big contention point between Keenan and the network execs for the show. But man, in living color was freaking amazing. I love that show. Um, some of those famous skits from it. are like fire marshal bill, uh, homie, the clown, homie, don't play that. I love homie, the clown, <laughs> homie, the clown is freaking hilarious. Um, uh, it's where Wanda's from. Jamie Foxx is a portrayal of uh, Wanda. By the way, uh, Jim Carrey was Fire Marshal Bill. Damon Wayans is Homie the Clown. Uh, they had the, uh, the 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 Men On segment with uh, Damon and David Allen Greer, which <laughs> which definitely has which is definitely one of those. Uh, if you play it now, it'll probably get <laughs> it probably get canceled. They get a lot of heat uh, on the social medias for for that for that skit. But yeah, man, In Living Color was just a hilarious series and, you know, headed up by, um, 
headed up by a black man. The cast was all predominantly black, which was another thing that I, that you didn't really see too much of back then. You know, heck, look at some of the stuff from Saturday Night Live recently. It's still kind of it's still kind of a thing you don't see too much now. Um, yeah, just uh, lost the career of a bunch of comics who and like I I would think like a lot of the comics for this show um jim carrey specifically they even all like tried out for saturday night live and were never and just never made it so you know they kind of had this and you know they kind of they you know they had like the you know the, the dj playing in house um they were like one of the first shows to really kind of put rap and hip-hop as like the constant musical performance they never i don't i don't think they had anybody that wasn't in like the rap genre as their musical guests it was always rapper so that's what i mean like it was one of the first shows to really like have that real urban type of type of feel and spirit to it and it felt real as opposed to just kind of feeling like it was more of like a a catered type of thing to it so yeah so this one was uh just some love for in living color but also just kind of the wayne's family in general who whom i still follow I, pretty much marlon is the only one who's still a constant face in a lot of things right now um don't really see sean in a lot of stuff too much and damon kind of damon does a little bit of things here and there but i don't really see him around too much either so marlon is kind of like the only one i really see still constantly doing things even now still making you know spoof comedy stuff so yeah, so this one was kind of a, of a dual one of of in living color the show, but also just the Wayne's family in general and and everything they've did and everything they've done. So yes, so yeah, that's all my people here. That's that was part two to talk about um, Issa Rae, the actress, um, the actress, writer, producer. Um, also read that she has to try to hand at directing and she didn't like directing so. You know, even something like that, just trying your hand at something and just realizing that, you know, it's not really for me. And, but you still have all these other things to fall back on. So, yeah, so Issa Rae, who just kind of took making a YouTube channel and making these YouTube videos, and now she's one of the biggest names in Hollywood. Um, Tyler Perry, who, you know, hustled, found his audience, found his lane, went and made it all his own, and now he's one of the, again, one of the biggest highest paid and most influential people in the entertainment industry right now donald glover the the man of many hats who just seemingly just dominates anything he decides he's gonna focus on uh again atlanta one of the best shows on tv i'm gonna keep playing that <laughs> for real and then in living color and the wings brothers uh one of the first really kind of really kind of for black people kind of comedy shows i've I've seen and then the Wayne's family just in general really kind of you know making comedy and entertainment uh, a family business if you will so those are the four people from those lists so that is all the individuals I kind of have here to kind of recap going on from part one we talked about Robert Townsend Donald Glover Shonda Rhimes Issa Rae Tyler Perry um the Wayne's family uh black voice actors Phil Lamar Kevin Michael Richardson Chris Summer and you know the granddad of all stand-up comedy you know one of the goats richard pryor so those are just those are the list of these uh black entertainers who whose story or whose works i really kind of admire 
and really look to to be inspired by and who my who my I follow for their careers to really kind of look at and just so you know it is to really look at a view that you know that you know it is possible no matter where you're from or what you do um you just kind of have to you know go out and just try something just start doing something you never know where to lead um you know work hard you know work at it keep working hard on it and you know never be afraid to go outside the, the box and try other things you know why not be you know a quadruple threat in some ways you know why not be a writer and a director why not try stand up and and acting you know so that's kind of just what all these people are and whom i very much look up to so yes that was part two of our of our black pioneers two-parter here um after that we will have um what else i have in the pipeline oh a um a um a subplots and side quests all about um cartoon theme songs which i'm very much looking forward to i'm looking forward to doing that one um we'll have a let's talk about it we'll we'll talk about the cyberpunk 2077 update and then probably a review on horizon forbidden west so yeah so yeah it's a two video game things a tv thing and then yeah then a black history month thing and then of course please listen to the uh to the i'm going to dc episode of the podcast so you kind of know what's going on and what's happening but uh yeah i'll be going on dc on vacation from about like the 8th to the 13th i believe but don't worry we'll have all those episodes i mentioned recorded edited and already up so that they'll come out they all come out as i'm on vacation so you won't have to wait too long to listen to all those uh, but as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I very much appreciate it. This one was actually a, a pretty nice episode to do. It kind of really kind of made me have to th- really think and look at some people and kind of learn about them. And even though I was very much, very lightly knew about their stories, doing this and looking more into them, I kind of learned a lot more about them. And it was a very interesting thing to read about. Um, especially from like, uh, you know, about like, you know, Tyler Perry and Issa Rae, who, you know, I kind of knew about some stuff about them on more of a surface level, but after doing this, kind of learned some more about them, read about some interviews and some quotes, and they all had some very interesting things that they were doing and saying. So that was pretty cool. But anyway, as always, thank you so much for listening. I very much appreciate you spending your time to listen to me sit here and ramble on about these things I enjoy so much. Uh, always be sure to be follow, be follow, <laughs> be following and subscribed on all the platforms spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher um like i said pandora and amazon are are ducking me they're playing with me they're playing with my emotions so <laughs> we'll have to keep subscribe we'll have to keep sub- submitting and see what happens there but yes so yeah always make sure you follow follow subscribe leave a comment let me know how i'm doing so you can be alerted on all the things that are coming up here on the Geek Visions podcast. Um, I mentioned it before, we crossed a year of Geek Visions. So kudos for that. Uh, thank you so much for joining in at whatever moment you joined in, whether it was from the beginning or somewhere along the line. Thank you so much for tagging in and listening to this podcast. Um, yeah, who knows? This that, th- These stories really kind of inspire me. Who knows where this could take me, but that's that's kind of why we're doing it. We're going to see what happens and see wherever it goes. So, as always, thank you so much for listening. And always remember to keep watching, keep playing, and stay awesome. 
Until the next time, people. Goodbye.